This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. Hey everyone, thanks so much for checking out Health Yeah, your prescription for clear and concise medical health and wellness info. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a weekly dose of some timely health topics. When actor Chadwick Boseman died of colon cancer in August 2020, it brought to light a deadly trend. Why are more men of color dying from this type of cancer? And why is it also impacting more young men? In this episode, I talked to Dr. Sunil Kamath, a GI medical oncologist with Cleveland Clinic, about what younger men need to understand about their bodily bathroom functions and the importance of being your own best health advocate by understanding the often hidden symptoms. We've just seen a huge rise in the number of colorectal cancer cases we see in people well below 40, and even in their 20s and 30s. And that does seem to you know, disproportionately affect people that are black or Hispanic as well, and black men in particular. It's really something that we haven't figured out why exactly. Some trends you would think as far as obesity has increased in the last 40 years in, in the general population, but really when we look at what we see in colorectal cancer, it's not really obese, obese patients that are developing these. It's still something that has to be determined. By the time these men actually realize something is wrong and they get to medical treatment, nine times out of 10, it's almost too late. That's unfortunately what we see is people who are younger, which, you know, it's understandable. They don't feel sick usually when these things happen because you know, the same symptoms that might happen to an older person, they're able to explain away by, you know, I'm, I'm busy with my kids or my job's very stressful right now. And then additionally, you know, the physicians, even on our side, I think it's very important for us to get educated on this as well, because it's easy for us to write things off. Like, oh, you're, you're having some blood in your stool. Oh, it's probably just a hemorrhoid. You know, just watch it and we'll see what happens. Much less likely to refer people for colonoscopies when they're younger. And I think maybe we should be more so, especially for black men. I think the rates of this is, are much higher for black people in general, but for black men in particular. And I think it's probably something for us to be aware of so we can react more quickly. Because as you said, it's, there's a high rate of presenting with advanced disease for younger patients. So if there are symptoms, like, and I know colon cancer is one of those, you know, wicked cancers that typically by the time you know something's wrong, you know, you're in stage three or four. Or if there is anything that's not quite right, what should younger men be watching for? I think the biggest things to watch for are blood in the stool, for sure, I think is a big one. Changing the caliber of stool as well, which I think is hard for a lot of people to think about, or maybe it's not something we want to think about a lot. A lot of people, they describe it as constipation, but it's really more than that. I think it's difficulty with actually getting it out. You know, it's not like they, it feels hard. It's just, you know, I just can't get it through. And then that feeling like you have to go all the time, right after you go, feeling like I just didn't get it all out. I think that's the common thing I hear from the younger patients in particular who are thinking about it in retrospect. For many of them, they can say, you know what, if I think back a year ago, something like this was happening and I just wrote it off as X or Y. A lot of times the, the, the bleeding part of it, people react to very quickly. But I think this change in the sort of consistency or the caliber of it and how it's passing is often one of the first signs. You know, be mindful of your body. And I think be mindful of something that 
lacks. I think that's the other part of it. Is I think all of us get a little constipated every once in a while, but if it's gone on for a month straight, you know, that's abnormal. I see a lot of younger people who either they did see doctors and they just sort of wrote it off in some way. The doctor didn't seem concerned, they didn't seem concerned, and it goes on. But if it's two, three months in, you know, there's really something wrong. You have a blockage, basically, so that there's only sort of thinner space for it to get through. In fact, a lot of patients like to describe, like, it just looks thinner and it's harder to get out. Because I think a lot of us get constipated and know that feeling. But once you go after you're constipated, you feel good. Like, you feel relieved. For a lot of people with colorectal cancer, though, I think there's that feeling of constipation. But right after you go, it doesn't feel any better. Don't think it's weird at all that you and I are talking poop. This is probably going to be a really stupid question. But is it a good idea every so often? I'll eat spicy food just to kind of see where I am. You know, if I eat spicy food and the next morning, ouch, I know, okay, good. I'm getting rid of what I, last night's dinner or corn, for example. My husband would love this conversation right now. But something like that, is it, is it a good idea to kind of like see where you are with your body? We've said this numerous times. Your fecal matter really can d determine your health. You know, there's a reason we, we should be looking at it. Yes, I think that can be a helpful thing, you know, just uh, having a varied diet is good. You know, I don't know if I would necessarily advocate for these colon cleanses and things like that. Yeah. You know, I don't think that that's really doing anything. But yeah, I mean, I think making sure you're staying regular is really important. Fiber is really important. And, and red meat has definitely been proven, I think, over the last 20 years or so to be one of the food groups to avoid as far as colorectal cancer is concerned. If you're a daily consumer of red meat, probably increases risk of colorectal cancer by 30 or 40%. So it's fairly substantial. And it doesn't have to be drastic. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I have to just cut it out completely, which that's probably better. But if you're someone who really loves your steak, I think even just getting it down to eating, you know, once a week or twice a week is a big improvement compared to even five or six times a week. So it doesn't have to be, you know, a full on, just toss it out the window. Um, even some gradual improvement will make a big difference. The other thing I wonder about as well is, I think particularly for the generation growing up, you know, in the late 80s and 90s, we were exposed to a lot of antibiotics as kids for viral illnesses. And, and that's another area we're looking at now is, was it sort of a tweaking of our microbiome when we were kids that just stayed that way through adulthood that's leading to more of these cases now? Because we definitely know, you know, antibiotic exposure, if it's consistent, like a lot of kids got years ago, that can actually alter your microbiome in a permanent way. Maybe that's why some of these cancers are forming earlier in people who are teens and 20s, and then they form later when they're in their 20s and 30s. So is that something, talk to mom and dad about, hey, mom and dad, how often did you throw in antibiotics or penicillin at me when I was a kid? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably worth um, finding out about. And I think probably most importantly is just educating parents now that, you know, not every cold and cough is something that needs an antibiotic, you know, and if there are potentially some other downstream side effects of doing that, which, you know, maybe your child won't experience today, but maybe years from now could be a negative effect. Of your patients that you're seeing, is it pretty much like everybody had somebody in the family that had colon cancer? Or are these younger cases kind of more unique? Yeah, great question. Honestly, they're mostly unique. The vast majority don't have a known family history of, of colon cancer. I'd say some of them do have a family history of other common cancers, you know, like breast um, or prostate. But to be honest with you, I mean, none of their family histories really jump out. You know, unfortunately, 
having an older you know, grandparent who had prostate cancer in his 70s or a grandmother who had breast cancer in her 60s, these aren't particularly out of the ordinary. You know? We definitely see a higher rate in African-Americans in general at all age groups for sure. And I think you know, since we're talking about you know, the way colorectal cancer affects minorities in particular, I think it's more to think about sort of access to care and socioeconomic factors as well. So we've done, you know, we've been doing some research looking at uh, the National Cancer Database, which is a very large database and includes about 70% of all patients with cancer in the United States. And what we found actually is for younger patients in particular that are black with colorectal cancer, their outcomes are worse consistently. It's not because of socioeconomic status per se. So we actually looked at those who had a high income and a high income status. And even in that group, black patients fared worse than white, Asian, or Hispanic patients, even if they were highly educated and a high income. It doesn't seem like the insurance is the issue per se. It's not that they're not educated. They're, they're probably coming in looking well-dressed from a very nice job. You know, so it's not like it's any of these things. It shouldn't be a factor either, but I think sometimes do hold patients back. Younger patients may have less good insurance. You know, they might have private insurance, but they're somewhat underinsured compared to older patients who they might be working at jobs for longer, have access to those quote-unquote Cadillac health plans that cover almost everything. Whereas younger patients may be offering due to, you know, higher costs or things like that for these lower plans. Um, so I wonder if that plays some factor into it, but why race would be a factor is really surprising. I wonder too, especially among younger men, they're all invincible. Typically the last place they want to go is the doctor's office. The mindset of these younger men, they're going to the gym every day, they're lifting, they're healthy, they're Superman. Do you think that's an issue that plays into this too? And if so, what do we tell them? Yes, I think that's a huge factor for sure. I think there's, you know, I think there's a sense that if you feel well, everything must be going fine. And that's unfortunately not true when it comes to colorectal cancer. You know, I think you might feel totally normal, be doing great at the gym, you know, doing deadlifts and everything, but you may have this brewing all along. And, you know, I think, I also don't want people to get so paranoid about every little thing as well that they're hyper-reacting. But I think it's just making people aware that the fact that you feel great doesn't necessarily mean that everything internally is going fine. Be aware of that as being a possibility. And then I think, you know, that helps people put some of these more minor symptoms into context. You know, so if you're, if you, you have that invincible armor on and you start to have a little bit of blood in the stool, you say, well, I'm invincible and you ignore it. But if you think to yourself a little bit, well, you know, maybe I feel great and I'm, I'm pumping iron and doing really well with that but something serious could still be happening, and then you're, you've seen these symptoms, you may be more likely to, to react to the well. Some of that is also is how, how younger men present their symptoms to doctors as well. I think we need to be a little bit more attuned as physicians that you know, a younger guy may be presenting his symptoms in a downplayed sort of way. We always joke amongst ourselves as doctors, the young guys are the ones who they will talk about nothing for 20 minutes, and right as you're about to leave the door, they bring up the thing that actually matters. I don't know if it's embarrassment or they just feel like, oh, it's probably nothing, so why bother the doc about it? But that's often the thing that actually matters the most. Maybe we also need to be a little bit smarter about being attuned to the younger guys that if they're saying something's not a big deal, it hasn't been going on for that long, we should react strongly to it. Especially men of color, do you think they should be pushing their docs a little more? 
Because if you find it early, we can take care of it. Yes, I, I would say so. You know, I think because, you know, obviously we take that seriously. You know, when someone says that there's something serious going on, we take that to heart. And so I think sometimes, yeah, be, being persistent, being a good advocate for yourself is critical. By being persistent in a polite way, um, I think people really get the best care. Now, there is no way in health you want to just go surf in the net to find medical info on certain conditions because there's a lot of confusing stuff out there. So for colorectal cancer, check out the American Cancer Society at cancer.org. I also included a link to the Cleveland Clinic colorectal cancer page in the description of this podcast. Follow me at Monica Robbins on Twitter and Instagram and my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC, to learn about upcoming podcasts and health news and stay up to date with WKYC.com as well as the social and YouTube channels as well. Stay well, everyone, and have a healthy week. Thanks for listening to Health Yeah! with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.